Mandy Baines, Principal Audit and Assurance at CPA Canada, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the special CPA Canada podcast. In today's podcast, we will discuss various insurance considerations firms and businesses should be aware of due to the impact of COVID-19. After listening to today's podcast, you'll gain a further understanding about one, what key insurance coverage considerations firms should be aware of to determine if initiating an insurance claim may be a viable relief option for their business. Two, what practitioners and clients can do to protect themselves against lost revenue and income due to unpredictable events such as COVID-19. And finally, three, other general insurance matters that businesses and firms should consider. On behalf of CPA Canada, it's now my pleasure to introduce today's guest speaker, Jay Alawalia. Jay is a director in BDO's Forensics Group and specializes in the insurance loss advisory practice. He is a chartered professional accountant, chartered business valuator, certified fraud examiner, and is certified in financial forensics. Jay has over 10 years of experience in the field of commercial insurance claims, damage quantification arising from commercial litigation disputes, and fraud investigations. Jay is experiencing claims related to losses from catastrophic events, such as those resulting from Hurricanes Ike, Sandy, Harvey, Irma, and Maria, as well as losses from various floods, earthquakes, and other natural disasters. Please join me in welcoming Jay to this podcast. Our first question to Jay is the following. One common avenue to limit an organization's losses is through insurance. However, in the current COVID-19 environment or in other times of crisis, practitioners and or their clients may not be able to make an insurance claim to help mitigate their losses due to this unforeseen phenomenon. What are some key insurance coverage considerations that practitioners and their clients need to be aware of to determine if initiating an insurance claim is a viable option? So first off, thanks for the introduction, Mandy, and uh, the opportunity to speak to our members. This is a very important and popular question as insurance is on top of many minds as a possible option of financial relief. Generally speaking, standard property policies typically only get triggered if losses are incurred due to direct physical loss or damage to the assets insured. Understandably, insurers are taking a very cautious view of how they interpret what damage or loss to property really means. Uh, However, for now, it's not entirely clear on whether the COVID situation qualifies under that definition. You know, if you speak to lawyers, they will tell you that courts in various jurisdictions have held that contamination may amount to physical damage uh, to property if it renders the property to be unusable. So meaning if it's possible to argue that COVID-19 virus has contaminated an insurer's premise, they may be able to meet that physical damage trigger. So I think the message here is that the specific policy language is so, so key and should be thoroughly analyzed in evaluating whether coverage applies for each business. And because many companies are not likely to have direct damage to their property due to COVID, they may look at other coverages in their policies, and and I can briefly speak to those. 
You know, the first one I want to talk about is, is contingent business interruption. And this is generally an extension under a business's standard property policy. This extension provides coverage for losses incurred due to interruption to, you know, your named suppliers or customers. However, the losses are once again tied back to physical losses or damage to those customers uh, or suppliers' assets that are insured. So, for example, if a business sustains a loss uh, because one of its suppliers, which could be a factory in China, is now shut down due to coronavirus, then that business may attempt to seek coverage under this uh, contingent business interruption provision. But in this case, it may be difficult to determine, you know, the, what was the main reason behind the shutdown of the supplier or customer's uh, business operations. So, uh, you know, whether it was due to actual physical damage to the property, was it due to, you know, physical precautionary measures uh, that were taken on, on their behalf to contain the spread of the virus? So, you know, it, the key here is that the insured or the policyholder or the business owners, they bear the burden to produce the required evidence to trigger the contingent business interruption coverage. Another one is event cancellation. This is where businesses that are hosting and organizing large events, they will normally purchase event cancellation insurance. Typically, this coverage provides for, you know, not only just cancellation fees or other out-of-pocket expenses, but potentially also lost income that the ones that are hosting the event anticipate to gather from. This type of coverage is especially common for group meetings or events that generate revenue for their businesses. So with this uh, event cancellation policies, there may be infectious disease or communicable disease coverage available or listed, or perhaps it's explicitly seen as an exclusion. Once again, if you or you know, your clients are canceling events and, and had perhaps purchased event cancellation policies, they should be reviewing their language in great detail to see if a coverage is available and if it could apply. The third one I want to speak to is, is civil authority. Interruption due to civil authority covers losses that are stemming from actions of civil authority that prohibits, prevents, or impairs access to your business and is usually limited to a finite period. Specifically, we've seen two to eight weeks. Although this coverage is sometimes limited to circumstances where there have been physical loss or damage, the definition of this coverage can vary by each policy. So it's possible that if operations of business are restricted due to government orders, which prohibit access, then coverages may apply. This type of coverage will particularly become important in light of the recent as well as the likely future government directives that are requiring non-essential businesses to close. So, you know, all the restaurants that are requiring businesses to be shut down um, may have those type of limitations where civil authority coverage may be able to apply. Overall, there is no clear-cut answer on whether insurance coverage applies to COVID-related issues, but we do recommend that business executives evaluate their policies, including each extension and exclusions uh, with their you know, insurance brokers, legal counsel, claim consultants to better understand all the terms and conditions that may be applicable. Thanks, Jay, for that great insight. Our second question, which we wanted to expand upon in this podcast, is the following. 
What can practitioners and or their clients do to ensure that they are protecting themselves against lost revenue and income due to COVID-19 and similar unpredictable events or outcomes in the future? So I think the general recommendation right now for practitioners and clients dealing with COVID is, first off, you need to be prepared. At this particular, talking to how COVID is being handled, there's a lot of pressures that's mounting on insurers to pay payout claims. A very recent example is uh, Aviva, which is a major insurer in Canada, coming out uh, less than 72 hours ago to step up and agree to pay out on claims for all their dentist clients that have pandemic coverage. There's also growing expectation of, of government support programs who may act as a form of insurer to mitigate risks or losses. All these things are, are going to be learnings from how this is going to get dealt with in the future. However, to be able to answer your question, I think I want to point to what businesses should be doing now to make sure that uh, they're prepared and as well as putting themselves in the best position to, to recover the impacts to their operations. So I want to overall recommend uh, three things. Number one, keep track of all your COVID-related activities, activities and costs. This would include maybe creating a separate general ledger account to capture all your unusual expenses, uh, you know, not, not requiring them to be muddied with your normal operating expenses and, and things are a lot more straightforward and traceable. We would expect this information will be required at some point. Either it's insurance claims that become an avenue, it's either financial support through government relief programs, or, or simply for financial and reporting or, or tax purposes. This is going to be key to understand what is normal operating expenses versus abnormal, and in this case, COVID-related. Uh, number two is, is preparing some realistic financial forecasts using scenario planning and including projecting cash flows and cash positions to understand how this crisis, such as COVID or a future crisis, will impact their business and perhaps their certain covenants uh, that, that they, they have. Number three is take advantage of available support programs that are coming to their relief, such as the business credit availability program, the 75% the employees wage subsidy that was just recently announced. The credit that's been offered involves securing financing from a client's financial institution uh, with, you know, EDC guaranteeing those loans or, or BDCs directly giving these loans. So these are all great things to keep a close eye on, as well as make sure that uh, you're taking advantage of what's available. Overall, I think all the future risk mitigation measures against such pandemics like COVID-19 is going to have to be evaluated for years to come and and it's 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 unknown at this point of whether you know there'll be any particular coverage that could come into play that would cover explicitly for a pandemic or or a virus such as this to protect our businesses going forward however it's all going to get played out in the upcoming days Perfect. In the last part of this podcast, we want to discuss from a personal point of view, from a firm advisory perspective, how has COVID-19 affected your own operations? Um, have you found that more clients are coming to you inquiring about helping them navigate through the current COVID-19 crisis? Um, this is one from a firm perspective. Our listeners would like to hear your thoughts in this area. 
For sure. I think uh, I believe I'm currently on uh, going on week four of working from home. So, you know, apart from working remotely, technology has, uh, has really helped uh, helped us. And for the most part, uh, at least speaking for, for myself and my firm, it's been business as usual. For From other practices perspectives, and specifically based on the services I and my team provide, we are having a number of conversations and discussions with a large number of our clients and, and helping them navigate through this crisis. For the most part, we're helping discuss what has been the impacts to their business, what type of options of relief is available for them, how are they making day-to-day decisions based on new information that's being released. We're also assisting and inquiring on the required crisis management and business continuity plans especially if they operate in an industry which is an essential service. So you wanna, we want to make sure that our clients are doing their best to continue operations with the least amount of disruptions as possible. And we're trying to play a key role in, as an advisor to make sure they have all the resources and support available to them in this tough time. But overall, I think everybody is, is very much online with what is happening and what their role is. And... Uh, and are doing their best to to mitigate uh, what they can do in terms of you know their own health, their their employees' health, and and keeping that the utmost priority. As for my team, I think we're also having you know a lot more regular touch points. We're having some virtual social hours, uh, you know, trying to do that every Friday, play games, trying to keep it loose. You know, it's all about adapting to this new normal that we're currently living in. But also hoping that this is not going to be continuing for too long. We thank you for listening to this podcast. For further information about CPA Canada and our available resources, I encourage you to visit our website at www.cpacanada.ca. Please note that this material is provided for educational purposes only. Although it has been carefully prepared and reviewed, the presenters and the Chartered Professional Accountants of Canada, CPA Canada, cannot accept legal responsibility for its contents or for any consequences arising from its use. The materials are meant to provoke and facilitate thought and reflection. The guidance provided to participants in response to these items is not to be interpreted as a conclusive judgment on any specific situation and should not be directly applied to other situations.